Welcome back to our next edition of Talent Talk, where we take an inside look at the stories and events within the athletic department from all of our teams. This week, we have an interview with Yvonne Gandia-Rosa of the men's basketball team, as we are less than a week away from the season opener and one week out from the home opener against Florida National on the 7th. But we'll be talking about more than just basketball this week with Yvonne. We're going to touch on his experience playing overseas, handling Hurricane Irma as a tour through Puerto Rico, his home country, and everything else in between. But before we sit down with Yvonne, we will go into last week's action, beginning with our soccer programs as they lead into postseason conference play. Men's soccer came up just short against Lipscomb last Saturday as they vied for the top spot in the league. The Bisons won 1-0, but UNF rebounded to take down FAU 1-0 Wednesday. Women's soccer finished up the regular season with two huge wins against in-state conference opponents in Stetson and JU. UNF shut down Stetson 4-0, and on senior night toppled Jacksonville 2-1. Thais Hayes was tabbed A-Sun Player of the Week for the third time this year. Men's tennis completed play at the ITA Southeast Regionals in Gainesville, and the Ospreys are 38-32 in singles action this fall season with Federico Nani leading the way with nine singles wins. Joe Ellis has also played strong tennis, posting the best winning percentage among the men. Volleyball went 1-1 one one on the week, falling in a heartbreaker to Stetson, but on Sunday, they rebounded in big fashion, beating Kennesaw State, the first win for UNF against the Owls since 2015. The Owls were in first place, and they dropped to second behind FGCU after that loss. Men's and women's basketball will be soon included in these recaps each week, but without further ado, let's get talking about basketball with this week's guest, Yvonne Gandia-Rosa. Thanks again for being on, Yvonne. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So it's been a, a long road, obviously, to get to where you are uh, today, whether you know that's literally traveling or on-the-court play and progression. And now you're a senior after um, completing a year in JUCO and now here. Um, what's, it, what's the expectation for yourself this year? Uh, well, uh, it would be great to have, like, you know, personal accolades and all that, but just the, the, whole, the, the expectation this year is for the team to win. We want to win the ASUN championship. We we feel like definitely we have the pieces for it. We have the experience, and we just we just kind of we just want to hang a banner like like they did in in 2015. We want to do it again. Mm-hmm. So you had a, a great year as a distributor last year. Really, you know, spreading the ball around the court, and you have a lot of options, um, high and low. Um, how has it always been a part of your game to want to distribute the ball? Or has that been something you had to learn here? Yeah, um, ever ever since like I was younger back home, I was taught that uh, you make yourself better by by making other people better. So after that, that really just like stuck with me. So after that, uh, I just I try to play that way every time I, I stepped on the court. Uh, even my brother says like when I call him sometimes like oh you gotta shoot more and and, mm-hmm. and even sometimes Coach Driscoll too like this you gotta take this shot instead of passing it but mm-hmm. that's that's just the way my mind works that mm-hmm. I'm trying to get everybody involved and everybody better and but at the same time obviously I gotta I gotta stay aggressive and and, and keep that keep the attacking the defense so mm-hmm. it's just gotta mix a little yeah bit of both. you can't be one thing yeah watching your game you can really tell that you 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 do a good job of getting to the hoop too um do you like to you like to um drive to the hoop more do you like to step back and you know have the opportunity to shoot a three yeah i like i like shooting a little better Mm -hmm. i've been i've been working on 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 getting to the rim a little more because that way i can actually uh 
find my my other guys and because when the defense collapses, they're they usually open and if they don't help since we're a really good shooting team i, I usually have a layup or or what you in, mm-hmm. in the in the low post or whatever but yeah i've been i've been i've been trying to work on on every aspect of of my game uh finishing at the rim and shooting uh step back threes catch and shoot uh in the in the floaters mm-hmm. uh but yeah just just gotta find a way to mix everything up and mm-hmm. and then at the same time get everybody involved what was coaching like in puerto rico growing up um was it you know did they coach kind of a, a certain playing style or did you know it change when you got here it's, it's uh it's very very uh team oriented it's not it's not a lot of, of one-on-one mm-hmm. it's a lot of you know pass cut screen away get just just so try to get everybody involved because that way you get the defense moving and you get open open shots but then when i got to the to the states uh a lot of people like dribbling one-on-one you mm-hmm. know like for the video put the ball on the court yeah. yeah spread it out so, iso exactly. yeah so i had to uh it was it was an adjustment for sure so now i think i have a a, a little bit of both mm-hmm. mixing my game so that definitely helped me when did basketball really emerge into like a huge part of your life where you thought you might be able to take it collegiately uh well it was it's always been like a big part of my life uh like a uh, a week after i was born my mom took me i was at my brother's game that's that's what she told me and then both of my brothers played so growing up that's we had a hoop outside mm-hmm. that i used to get beat all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and it was uh in like ninth grade uh my brother was my coach at my high school and i was because I, I usually was like uh like a good player in the in the younger ages and i was i was taller too so in ninth grade i told my brother i had a terrible practice in my school i told my brother like oh like i feel like 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 people are like catching up to me mm-hmm. thing. like i'm falling behind yeah, what's happened like yeah. i've always been able to be at the and top he, and he was like like well now you gotta like you you have a choice like you can just keep saying that or mm-hmm. so after that i was like yeah like and then growing up uh i was part of a au team called uh, prp puerto rico playmakers uh shout out to my guy Todd washington <laughs> uh that he uh he thought that w- there was talent in, in puerto rico like all the time uh good enough to be able to play high school in the in mm-hmm. the united states and all that so uh we usually went on a u trips over the summer so after i would have never thought i was i I was gonna be able to come to the states and play if it wasn't like for him. He like told everybody on the team like you guys can do it. Like, so he helped with like placement in the United States and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you like that's awesome? I want to go to the U.S. to play, or you were kind of hesitant at all? Uh, I had to uh I had to do some research for sure, uh, and then talk to my family of course like what it would be like like if. So then in those say youth trips I started going by myself like mm-hmm. not with my brother or, or anything like that just me and the team whatever so uh I kind of got used to it so then like being by myself like just handling stuff on my own like really I guess really really young age mm-hmm. um so then yeah when he was the one that that got me into uh, to go to West Virginia yeah like he had the contacts okay they, they called him asking him like we need this and this he was like i got the guy for you perfect they called me set everything up i was playing in a 
Central Basket Tournament at that at that time when they close. It was like yeah, after this tournament, we watch we watch you whatever, and then you come you come to school. So did you have other options to go play high school in the states other than West Virginia? And you were in Huntington, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was I was gonna go. I was planning to go to a school in in Miami. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Chamin and Madonna, I think is mm-hmm. the name of it. Uh, but then as stuff like fell off, we had to do a whole lot of paperwork. It's it's like weird stuff in the state of Florida. Like you have to like sign and and then uh, when they call him, it was everything was set up. I had I had host family already. My school, everything was paid for, so I, I, just, I just had to buy the ticket See. to get over there and just play and go to school. And so you had never been to West Virginia before, and so you get off the plane, what city? What city did you fly into? Uh, I fly from Puerto Rico to Charlotte, and then Charlotte to Huntington in a tiny, 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 tiny plane. Yeah, yes. so at that point, what are you thinking? <laughs> well, I, I, knew, I knew about the school... Cause uh, I seen them on TV. Cause uh, Andrew Wiggins and all that. So they were yeah. they were like nationally ranked. So I was like, like, oh crap! Like these. That's people, actually like, pretty cool here. Like, like these people won me. Yeah. And then I uh, when I got to uh, to West Virginia, I was like, it's like it's cold here. It was it was different. <laughs> I was like, crap. Like you got you know Huntington's a little bit bigger for a West Virginia city, but it's still I mean. Mm-hmm. It's not like going to Miami. It's yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. you know, like even Jacksonville. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I got there, and uh, the, school, the school is like a really, really small school. Mm-hmm. It's like like 150 students, like the whole school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like, like that's crazy because I thought like, you know, busy, like school on TV, whatever, mm-hmm. they're about to be really big. big it's in the United States. Yeah. yeah. But then I, got, I adjusted to that, and. I was I was I was definitely blessed enough to have to have great host family so that I think that that really helped with the transition because also I had a teammate from Spain and a that's big from Dominican Republic, yeah so probably bonded there yeah. always hanging out together yeah, yeah for sure yeah so what was that adjustment like for you obviously you have to worry about school you got to worry about basketball. Um, and then you got to learn, you know, English. I don't know if your English was, was you know, it was up to par yet. I knew English. Yeah. Because, uh, like, back home, everybody takes English class. Yeah, yeah. You're familiar enough with mm-hmm. it, but yeah. now it's, like, every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, at first, <laughs> I had to, like, think in Spanish, mm-hmm. translate it in my head. and So tiring. It. Yeah. It was, it was a whole process. Yeah. So, but then it took me about a couple months, like, maybe three months at that point after three months i was like thinking half and half Mm -hmm. like half spanish half in english Mm -hmm. so i would like talk to my brother and i'll say stuff in english he was like bro like you forgot (laughs) (laughs) now you're forgetting spanish (laughs) (laughs) but but uh it was it was it was different for sure and then when it started getting cold Mm -hmm. uh, i had never seen snow i saw snow for the first time it was fun for the first five minutes and then after that you're after like that, I, I miss said, puerto rican yeah, sunshine i said f this yeah so how did you handle those years like obviously you knew if i wanted to get to the next level i had to yeah. deal with the sacrifice of doing yeah. it was yeah. that kind of just your motivation yeah yeah also also like like i said the the host families that i had were they were great they took care of me they fed me whatever they, they did all that uh i just I don't know. I just 
I just had to do with what I had to do. And mm-hmm. my, my first year there, I actually like didn't play like at all. Really? Yeah. Were you thinking that you would the next yeah. couple years, or were you kind of uncertain? So, uh, so I don't know. It was it was like uncertainty too, for sure. Like uh, when we came back for from Christmas break, Coach had brought like brought in like another guard. Uh, You're like, cool, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What's going so on then, here? Yeah, yeah. So then, like I wasn't playing and all that. Like, and then when we got to the like last part of the season that we went to like the the national tournament, uh, the Dicks tournament. Mm-hmm. That's what it was called back back mm-hmm. then. Um, we were doing the scouting report, so we, I was in like this the scouting team for the for the game we had, and I was supposed to be like the the shooter from the other team. We're like, yeah, you, you when you run these plays, you just go ahead and shoot it. And I started. And you were just hitting them. Yeah, I started practicing mm-hmm. like so like really really good, and I think that's that's what they that's what made them. Like, so that was your like what year was that? That was uh. It was junior year, but I reclassed, so basically sophomore year. Okay. So, yeah, like, after those practices, like, I had a, like, a really, like, week and a half, really good week and a half of, like, practice. I was, I was, I was, I was like, back to my, to myself, you know, because mm-hmm. I was just, like, sitting on the bench. I didn't mm-hmm. know, know what to do. I even got, like, a little chubby, too. Yeah, I, like, I mean. I, all I did was eat. Yeah. What else is there to do around exactly. at the time? I'm in an a, a unfamiliar place, and I'm not exactly. playing. So, I think I think I think the like that week and a half of practice like pe- like the even the starters were like like one where did this come from yeah exactly yeah so at that point um when did things really shift and did you end up getting the starting role there and yeah, getting um, a lot of playing time so yeah, like in my exit like the exit meeting and all that uh that's when they told me like oh like like this like that how you ended that's how we want you to be like coming like so they brought me in the, mm-hmm. the next year. And then, yeah, like after in that that junior year, I was it was it was all good. Like, I actually got hurt. I uh, had a high ankle sprain mm-hmm. before season started. So the first semester, I was like coming off the bench, but I it was I was still my myself. Like Confidence was, like, was yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the year, I I ended up like starting and all that. What was your game like then? Ooh, spot shooter. Yeah. It's more of a two guard. Yeah. Yeah. I I naturally I play back home as a mm-hmm. as a lead guard, you know, mm-hmm. handling the ball and all that. Mm-hmm. And then since I could shoot it really well in high school, they just had me like like spot up and because we had we had a really really like good talent. Mm-hmm. Um. So they just had me like spot up and all that. In the same same senior year, I was more like I I knew I could do other stuff. But they just wanted me to, so I, you know, I was just trying to, trying to win. Obviously, I wanted to like get offers, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to win and all that. So, and then, so I didn't have the offers that I really liked. Division one coming mm-hmm. out of high school, I talked to coach. I had some D twos. He said, "I think about the D mm-hmm. twos." So I visited it one, and then I say like, "I wanna, I wanna, I think I'm a D one player mm-hmm. and all that." So. So then you went JUCO route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that year like for you? Uh, it was it was fun. It was fun mm-hmm. for sure. I got I got to uh, I got to show what I what I could really do. Uh, it was it was a fun year. You know, uh, I was a freshman that we had we had a couple of sophomores that that helped me through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just I knew I knew what I at that point what I had to do because of my experience in high school. 
So at that point, I was just, you know, everybody in JUCO is just trying to. Yeah, they're they're trying to get their offer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, also win. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, just just run the offense and sometimes just take a couple more shots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have that year in junior college ball, and um, when did the offers start to come in for you know? The next step, and then obviously Coach Driscoll, Perkins, Evans, um, you know, Ken, and they're hitting you up. Gibson, one of those guys, start coming in the picture. So, uh, my junior college coach said he called here because he knew how they like to play here, and he said, "I got the guy for you." So then that's uh, that's when he told me, and that's at that point uh, I was like, I was doing pretty good too. Mm-hmm. That was around. Christmas time, cause there's a there's like a couple showcase JUCO showcases, and uh, we held we had in our gym, um, and I did I did really good uh, those games. Like I I busted my lip open, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh like and, and then coach said after that like oh like coaches are really calling for you, cause I kept playing with the with the. You're like oh he's a tough guy, yeah, yeah he wants so, to, he, he's a gamer, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think. I can't really remember. It was around that time. I don't know if it was before the showcase or after. Uh, they came to uh, we had St. Pete in our gym at home, and that's when uh when they first came in. I didn't know they were in for me. It was called Coach Driscoll and Coach Evans. Mm-hmm. They came to watch, and um, we lost that game. Uh, they talked to me after. They were like, "Oh, like we like we really like you. Like we're gonna come see you." Uh, a couple more times and uh they did they actually like came like i didn't know they were coming they came to practice but like before practice just to like just just talk about even like basketball Mm -hmm. and um i started like saying this stuff to my brother like these guys they're like pursuing me this is cool they really yeah they really want me Mm because the difference was like in high school when i had the the offers they just offered me and like never talked to me again mm-hmm. so I, didn't, I was like well, it was like ah, oh, they're just pitching things yeah, out and yeah, see so what people are biting on so i was like, well, what's, like yeah. what's going on what am i supposed yeah. to do was it a lot of pressure at that point because obviously you know it's a d1 school mm-hmm. they had one they've had success and they're interested in you was that pressure for you uh, uh or you were ready for it probably a little bit yeah and like a little bit of both because mm-hmm. uh uh like out of high school, I waited. I took my time, and like nothing came through. So my brother's like, "Oh, like you know what happened last time? So if you get something, just just think about it and and take the best, you know." Mm-hmm. And I was uh, I was talking to this other coaching staff that they said they really want like the assistant, the assistants really liked me, but the head coach wasn't like sold on me. Mm-hmm. So they never like really really offered. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, so then. They came to see me like like two or three times, like before practice or like at games and all that. So I was like, like this is really like different. Like, is this how it's supposed to be feeling? And um, when the, they they offered, I think I took a a couple days. I can't remember how much time I took in between, but they called me, texted me every day. I told my brother, I was like, I think I think this is it. Like. The way Coach Driscoll talked to me, uh, it was it was different than than any other coach. So I called my brother. I was like, I think I think this one's it. Like, like this this might be the only offer right now. But like, 
Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is sick. I'm, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, like, uh, you talk to him, you like the way he, like, mm-hmm. he feels about you and all that. Just, it's like, go for it. Mm-hmm. So I called I call Coach, and I told him I was coming here. And then he did the usual, got the whole coaching staff on conference <laughs> call, had me tell them. It was it was it was great. So I basically I basically committed without without taking a, a, a visit here. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, the coaching staff talking mm-hmm. to me and, and how to how to they handle themselves. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I knew I knew what I was like getting myself into. Mm-hmm. So you knew what the culture was going to mm-hmm. be, exactly. which is the big thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then they sent me Dallas's clips. Yeah. Lefty. Guard. Lefty, you're yeah. like, hey, you're going to be Dallas <laughs> here for us. <laughs> so, uh, so then, yeah, like I took my visit, loved the campus, like it was, it was perfect. It was all perfect right mm-hmm. away. And obviously, you had an impact right away. You know, you were playing. You got, mm-hmm. you've had, a, you've logged a lot of minutes the last couple of years, around a thousand minutes, yeah. um, scoring and distributing. Um, how have you evolved as a player in two years here? It's, 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 it's been crazy actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, sophomore year, I. At first, I felt like you know I'm I'm coming in new. Like I don't think I've got a lot to prove, and I don't know what I have. Yeah, like I, like I, I have. Uh, I don't know if I'm really like actually gonna be playing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I started. I was like, oh, like crowd. Like, yeah. Like I liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, uh, it was it was it was a lot of fun. You know, just a whole lot of learning for real. Cause uh, we had the the tough schedule and all that. So it was it was. It was just a whole a whole lot of learning and then last year uh last year it was it was kinda tough. Uh I kinda got like hurt. Mm-hmm. I had the the plantar fasciitis mm-hmm. and I played through it. Right. Uh but then I think I think the the big uh turning point was definitely like this summer. Just just being around those uh type like the pro guys and all that. Mm-hmm. I think it just gave me like a whole different mindset mm-hmm. about how I want to go about basketball. Mm-hmm. What what what's that mindset? Did you feel like you matured more? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like uh, listening listening to them talk, how they have to uh, like manage all their money, their paychecks, mm-hmm. uh, be selective and where they want to sign if if it's gonna be good for them. Of course, they want to win and all that for the team, but they they say I gotta. I gotta like find the stuff that's gonna be the best for me and my family because uh, they're providing for them. So, mm-hmm. so I wanna like I was like uh, that just like opened my eyes like like crap like. It's a lot a lot of maturity, mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of uh, yeah. growth there. Mm-hmm. How has it changed your perspective of um, playing and managing your body and like having a presence on the court? Well, that was that was a big part too, because uh, I just. Like I, w- we had a bunch of practice, so I, I ran a whole lot, a, a better over there, cause uh, my stomach got kind of messed up a little bit, but so I had to change what I eat over there, and uh, but just, just having that that mindset on the court, that, that you know, just I just gotta, I gotta go every time I step in the court, like, mm-hmm. gotta if I don't compete, I'm not making you better, you're not making me better. So. Mm-hmm. So just just trying to bring the that mindset over here, like just every time we're out there, like sometimes we feel sluggish, like somebody gotta 
you gotta go because i'm not making you better Mm -hmm. you're not making me better like that type of stuff especially for you what Mm -hmm. what position you have on the court and possessing the ball Mm -hmm. and setting the tone and making sure plays are run um how i in in watching you as a player you always seem pretty composed and Mm -hmm. not too emotional um on the court um has that been something you've tried to exhibit on the court or is that your personality uh i think i think a little bit of both i think um i've been like that since like back home because uh my brother used to tell me it, that other coach because yeah, my brother was my coach and said he said other coaches like like your little brother like i don't know how he does it but like you're in a tight game and he just keeps it the same face like mm-hmm. nothing changes so i i try to i try to like just stay level throughout every situation you know just not a bunch of like ups and downs yeah but sometimes sometimes i feel like that could go against me because sometimes when we actually need like intensity and some emotional spark yeah so i'm trying to i've been i've been doing a better job with that so i I try to like not mix it up just stay stay level stay myself Mm -hmm. but when know like recognize when we actually need that intensity you know? mm-hmm. and that also helps with with my teammates too because because garrett is is mm-hmm. intense too mm-hmm. and um jt and what they, mm-hmm. they are they're they're most calm than me and g mm-hmm. but that's the that's the balance that mm-hmm. that i think we is it's gonna be great for us mm-hmm. um just speak go back on your your trip this this past summer and playing for puerto rico and you went to China and, you know, had all these experiences. Um, was it humbling for you to, you know, come to have that part as part of your life? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was I was uh, not expecting to actually be in China. Mm-hmm. But then when they called me, I, I, I called Coach. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, go for it. Like, yeah. All right. So uh, they called me. I, went, I got over there, practice. Uh, it was supposed to be like a, they had a full list, mm-hmm. like a pre-teammate for the Pan Ams. And uh, when we got to practice, like only the same 13, 12 people kept showing up to practice. So um, I guess uh, I started looking. I was like, I guess this is the team because like the trip about to come soon. So uh, so I made that team. And then we uh, we go over there with a young team. Nobody expects us to win like mm-hmm. a single game. We go undefeated all the way up to the championship. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Uh, people over there like, like loving us. Yeah. Like autograph. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I never, that I never thought it'd come yeah, to this. Yeah. So then, uh, we ended up losing in the championship to uh, Argentina, which takes that same Pan Am's team to the World Cup, and uh, they got silver in the World Cup. Wow. Okay. So it's a it's a top class. It's a it's a world class team that they're they're really really good. Mm-hmm. And then, so you tell me over there in Peru, like, could you go to China? I was like, all right, I gotta make some phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started paying extra on my on my phone because mm-hmm. I had to take the international yeah, calls had, and had, had, yeah yeah. So I had to make them because I had to go coach my brother. Yeah. And uh, I called coach. He said, yeah, go for it. And then I was supposed because I was supposed to uh go back to puerto rico and like meet over there and play maybe a couple minutes with unf so then i think i was gonna be able to do that and still get on the plane to china <laughs> but then so you're just like going across the globe yeah, 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 yeah you're just all over the place it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah so then 
they have to uh, give us our Chinese vi they they gave us visa Chinese visa so we had to go to the Chinese embassy in Peru and all that so the visa were not was not gonna be ready till like the last day in the afternoon <laughs> so they were like nah you now you're going from Peru straight to China <laughs> so I called coach like coach. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I'm not even going to be in Puerto Rico. Yeah. It was like, crap. Like, I, I wanted you to be here. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to be there too. But they, they bought my tickets already. So, I yeah. So then we go, we got to go from Peru to New Jersey. Uh, crazy stuff happens. Dude, like, collapses on the plane. Yeah. Has to stop in Panama yeah. for like two hours. <laughs> Get to New Jersey. We miss our connecting flight with the, with the rest of the team that was flying from Puerto Rico to New Jersey. And then they already left to Shanghai. We have to wait for our bags in New Jersey. Get on a plane to San Francisco. We s we run the full terminal. Skip TSA lines with a with a United lady with her credentials. She was like, they're fine. Yeah, they yeah. said they were with me. Like just we just went through all the lines with my backpack, just running around. Probably sweating and yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm. I don't know if I can make this. Crazy. So then we ended up making the plane from. New Jersey to San Francisco like a couple minutes before they actually uh leave the good thing nice thing is we had we have first class so I just all right I got to lay back and just like pass, pass out, out yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then uh New Jersey San Francisco San Francisco Shanghai so what it was supposed to be like a 16 hour trip turned into like like 20 like hours. 20 to a day and a half yeah yeah, so you're like head spinning, and then you got to play, and you got to practice, yeah, and so I gotta get to China, adjust to the time change, oh. and, like, yeah, <laughs> and then get get to sleep, like practice the next day, and then I think it was it was weird because uh, I adjusted better when I got over there than when I got back to the states. Interesting. So you might have been. Your gentleman might have been going, trying to say, I got to stay in the game. I got to yeah, be so ready. Yeah. When I got over there, it took me like two days. Like the second day, my eyes were burning. I said, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not falling asleep. I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going to sleep at like nine. Mm -hmm. Woke woke up at like eight in the morning. I was like, all right, bet. I'm, I'm, I'm refreshed yeah. now. I'm finally ready yeah. to go. Yeah. But then when I got back, it took me like four days because over there is uh, 12 hours ahead. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess coming back in time, it, yeah. I, I don't know. It was it was different, but it took me longer when I got when I got back than than when I got over there. What was that experience like for you being in China now and food and you know how did they get you to and from places? Uh, well, so the food at first I had I was like open minded to the mm -hmm. food. You know, I was like you know I'm on the other side, yeah. like real Chinese. Let's, I'll food. try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, see what this is like. Yeah. So. I had a, I, for, I even forgot what I had already, but I had some stuff, you know, and then I, I got the, he's just know, going, messed up stomach, yeah, messed up stomach, it, it started, threw off your diet, it was yeah. like, it was like a, I think it was like a, like a virus, like a stomach bug, I, I mm -hmm. think, like, it kind of went around the team a little bit, cause mm -hmm. I was like the fourth one to, like, was it something in water or something in I food, or, I don't know, yeah. I don't, nobody knows, mm -hmm. but like, uh, when I got really, like, really, really bad, I had, like, diarrhea for, like, five straight yeah. days. It was crazy. <laughs> then in between that, I had nausea for, like, one day. Mm -hmm. I, I threw up one day. So then the next the next day I wake up, I call the team doctor, like, yo, like, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> I need some help. I, like, yeah. what do you got for me? So they, I, I like, 
he puts uh IV. I go like I took two racks of IV like like quick. Like my I was just dehydrated. Just, I was yeah. dehydrated. I was it was 'cause you're losing all your fluids yeah. and yeah. So after that day it was I was solid, like like I didn't have nausea or anything. But when I st- I still went to the bathroom it was a little it got better but it wasn't like the best. Yeah. So then after that I just decided to eat just rice, chicken, broccoli. Like Keep it simple. So yeah. I ate rice, chicken, broccoli like, for about like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Is there anything you miss, uh, food wise from Puerto Rico? Oh yeah. That's yeah. that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Like even in the States here, like uh I, I, you I just can't it. replicate what you have yeah, back at home. Yeah, I miss, yeah. I miss my phone go. I miss, yeah. I miss the tostones. I miss yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. Which at the same time, I guess it's not really the best because it's all like fried and all that. <laughs> it's just so good. It's though. good. Yeah. yeah. Do you have family that come and visit you often here? Uh, Or when they can? Not really often, but yeah, mm-hmm. I have, I've had my brother came and my dad has come too. My my other brother that lives in uh in North Carolina now, he comes and visits. What's he do in North Carolina? Uh, his wife is a chiropractor. They were in Atlanta before mm-hmm. when she was still going to school to life, and then now she she has like a real job and all that. And he works now for Amazon. Okay. Did either of your brothers you mentioned they played basketball? Did did any of them go on to play in the United States for anything? No, like I. Mm-hmm. I at that point, I don't think it was like that big of a, mm-hmm. of a thing, like, or and most people like didn't know about it, mm-hmm. so it wasn't, it was never like an option. Mm-hmm. And so then, my older brother got sick when he was nineteen, like, like really bad. He had a uh, kidney failure and all that, so he had, mm-hmm. he like stopped playing. He's he's the he got into coaching. He's the one that used mm-hmm. to coach me. Mm-hmm. And then, my other brother got into like track and field in high school <laughs> and then went to a track and field to a college back home for a little bit like and then then just like kind of started doing his own thing mm-hmm. he was he's like a dog trainer and all that mm-hmm. and he, was, he had like he had his like dog training business in atlanta while, nice. his, while his wife went to school and all that so they're making a life for themselves here as mm-hmm. well yeah. um w- so the hurricane obviously was an another huge part of your life yeah. i'm sure yeah how did you handle that and how did your family handle what happened and what kind of happened in your life with uh, it? Well, uh, the coaching staff here was a big part of it because mm-hmm. they knew what was happening. Coach Driscoll always like talks to me. It was like, just do what you got to do here to make them not worry about you. So I was like, you know, like that sounds, that's, that's right. Let mm-hmm. me, let me just keep doing my thing. Uh, the thing I remember the most was, uh, I was uh, I was in class actually. I was reading stuff on Twitter, like everything. Um, and then I get uh, I could call my dad because uh, my dad was at my grandma's house and she has uh, not a cell phone like a like a house phone. Mm-hmm. What a landline. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. So he could actually he had service. Mm-hmm. So when I talked to him, I could like I could hear the wind like th- through the phone. It was crazy. He was like, "Yeah, this is it's some movie stuff. Like this is crazy stuff." So then. Uh, my brother was at his house. My dad was with uh, with uh, at my grandma's house, and my mom and my sister and my niece were at my aunt's house. And then when they uh, when everything was uh, gone, uh, you know the streets were like you couldn't even go in the yeah. street like it was on mm-hmm. trees whatever. Uh, 
when they could finally like go up to my house because I, I live in the in the mountains so when we could finally go up uh like it was it was uh, the house was there but everything like inside nothing was there so like if anybody would have stayed there at the house inside the house it was it wouldn't have been good yeah it was gonna be bad yeah so, so how did you guys recover from from that uh we started like i I'm guessing like a bunch of Puerto Ricans did like like FEMA and all that. They yeah. Need to help. Mm-hmm. There's actually still people that like need. I'm help. sure yeah. it's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, for Christmas, everybody donated a window, and in, in the house nice. that like messed up. Uh, who who donated the windows? Uh, was that me through and, me and my siblings? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we got new doors and all that, and and little by little. We have we've just been getting like furniture, you know, some uh, a new fridge, a new stove, all that stuff. So and you guys really were building from mm-hmm. the ground up after that. Just little by little, because mm-hmm. uh, like I think the biggest thing at my house is stove. It's it's a gas stove, so mm-hmm. I mean, my mom really likes that. It's, mm-hmm. it's neat because she don't. You gotta have a stove, stove, right? Yeah, she yeah. Don't, she don't need electricity. She can yeah. just cook whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, like just just little by little like just mm-hmm. i think there's there's still stuff like like the paint and all that like mm-hmm. on the inside outside like still need some work but it's just it's just part of the process and you know just just keep going i'm gonna keep working for sure mm-hmm. how has it changed your perspective about just life and your family in puerto rico no, it's first i missed them like a whole lot yeah and just it's just crazy because it's just stuff that you can't really control. It's it's mm-hmm. this earth, you know. It's mm-hmm. So it's uh it just just makes you more uh, like grateful for having the like the people that I, that I have in my life for sure. Mm-hmm. Like from over here in Jacksonville, the the whole team, the coaching staff, the the whole university, mm-hmm. and then when I go back home, it's it's it's, it's I I love it. Mm-hmm. I get to spend the time with them, like. Like nobody knows what could have happened or what mm-hmm. can happen. Mm-hmm. So, so it just it just makes you like cherish more like the time and, and the people for sure. Mm-hmm. Ha, has there you know basketball has been growing in Puerto Rico? It's been growing in Latin America and South America, Central America. Is there a player that you know uh, inspired you growing up, or or uh, whether it's you know from Puerto Rico or whether it's from another country? Uh, well. Every Puerto Rican is Carlos Arroyo. Yeah. That's favorite player. He had some big years for a while there. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember 2004 when uh, Puerto Rico beat USA in the Olympics. I, I remember exactly where I was. Like, I was at the living room at, at my house with my two brothers watching the game, yelling at the TV. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was insane. And then, and then of course, J.J. Barrera came, yep. came up, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Big years of the Mavs. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Killing the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then from other countries. I mean, I you play a little bit. You kind of you kind of got some Ginobili in you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, watched, I, I mean, like, let's be honest. How you handle the ball and lefty I, and he's slithery, him. you know. <laughs> I, wa- I watch him a whole lot for sure. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then I watch, I watch a whole lot of Steve Nash. Yeah, you can't not watch steve yeah, nash yeah, as a guard it's, it's amazing how the, the stuff he did mm-hmm. and then i actually watched a lot of uh i played against him in the pan ams uh campaso from argentina mm-hmm. 
he he is insane. <laughs> so, and also, I also I watch I watch a little bit of Ricky Rubio too. Okay. The way he passes. I mean, it. he's always fun. The way he passes. He's flashy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he's creative. Yeah. Yeah. So those 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 are about it. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the people that I like. I watch the most to mm-hmm. try to do the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all of them got. All of them got some swagger to how right. they play, and sure, yeah, sure. got a little Pete Maravich and a little, <laughs> you know, little guard swagger in there. All right, so but thanks so much for being on, Yvonne. Covered a lot of things today. Um, your season's starting up just a couple of weeks, so um, good oh, luck yeah. to you. We're excited. We're excited. Hopefully, we get we get to uh, to fill the the UNF arena. You know, rocking. Everybody, yeah, everybody in there for sure. It's gonna yeah. be a fun season. All right, let's fill it. All right, thanks again, Yvonne. Thank yeah. you. So thanks again, Yvonne. Catch him and the Ospreys at Florida Tuesday, November 5th, and then home to face Florida National Thursday, November 7th. The women will get underway with their season November 5th at Wisconsin, and then home against Warner November 9th at 1 p.m. from the UNF Arena. North Florida men's soccer will finish up its regular season slate against Charlotte November 2nd. That's in North Carolina. And the women get into conference tournament play with a quarterfinals matchup against Kennesaw State Friday from Fort Myers, a big match for the 11-win Ospreys. Also with big action on deck is men's and women's cross country. They'll be in Fort Myers for the A-Sun Cross Country Championship Saturday, November 2nd. And men's tennis closes out the fall in Statesboro for the Georgia Southern Championships November 1st to 3rd. And volleyball travels up and down the East Coast for matches against NGIT and FGCU. And then they'll turn around and face Bethune-Cookman in Daytona Beach Tuesday. Don't miss men's and women's basketball's fan day so Sunday, November 3rd from the UNF Arena for a chance to meet the teams, watch practice, participate in on-court competitions, and partake in raffles. And going on concurrently is the Osprey Gear Sale. It's where fans will get the chance to purchase Nike equipment and other game-worn apparel and the like. So thanks again for listening to the eighth installment of Talent Talk. Catch you here at the same time next week.